Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Bam on the run. Bam Margera is in trouble with the law once again. You say, Bam Margera, who is that? Well, you know him from the Jackass movies. He's a big-time Jackass star. At least he used to be until they kicked him out because of his drug issues. Think of that. (laughs) Uh, The Jackass star was kicked off a Jackass uh, because of drug issues. Well, substance abuse issues. But uh, he got into a big fight at his home in Pennsylvania in Pop Copson Township in Chester County. And uh, the police were called with a domestic in progress. He allegedly punched his brother in the face. Uh, he pulled his, I guess he was caught urinating in the bathroom. He is uh, charged with simple assault, harassment, four counts of terroristic threats. Okay. So apparently they found a handwritten note from Bam that allegedly read, If you even effing think of calling the police on me, I will officially F you up. <laughs> So his brother went in the kitchen after he was banging on the doors and kicking on the doors, saw him uh, peeing in the sink. I'm sorry, urinating in the sink. And then uh, Bam became aggressive and started punching him, striking him in the right eye and the left ear and grabbing his arm. Well, then police showed up and Bam took off into the woods. So now he's on the run. The police, I guess, were like, I'm not chasing him in the woods. (laughs) No, uh, the one police officer... And this is just hearsay, allegedly. Uh, took his cigarette out. <sighs> yeah, we're not chasing him in the woods. Uh, <laughs> just issue an arrest warrant. So there has been an arrest warrant issued uh, on Brandon Bam Margera. Anyone with information on his whereabouts is asked to contact the Pennsylvania State Police. 610-268-2022. I would say that he's not armed, but he's probably dangerous. So if you see Bam or you run into him, let's say you're out wandering the woods in Pennsylvania and you come across Bam, you might want to say, pretend like you don't know him. Hey, how's it going out here? Yeah, I was just out for a walk. Uh, you know, me and me and, me and my dog. And uh, I'm just heading back to my car. Take care. Can I catch a ride with you? Absolutely. <laughs> Be nice. You don't want Bam to be Bam Bamming you at any point in your life. So he's had some troubles. He's had plenty of troubles. So this is not uh, anything too far off the ranch for Bam. He's had plenty of issues with the ex-wife and uh, Paramount in his uh, contractual issues with them over Jackass. So if you run into Bam, uh, I would just say contact the Pennsylvania State Police and go in the other direction. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Today is World Malaria Day. I don't know that that's a celebration day, but it is World Malaria Day. And just a couple of quick facts about malaria. Uh, Africa continues to carry a disproportionately high share of cases of the mosquito-borne disease, 95% of them to be exact. Oh, wow. Uh, they, the continent is home to 95% of the world's malaria cases, 96% of its malaria deaths. Nigeria, the DRC, United Republic of Tanzania, and Niger account for about half of all such fatalities. 
Nigeria alone had 31.3% of the world's malaria deaths in 2021. So we all know that malaria is transmitted through mosquitoes, and uh, which is infected with plasmodium, a single-cell parasite. In humans, the parasite uh, multiplies in liver cells and red blood cells. Um, so it's World Malaria Day. Go and celebrate. <laughs> have, have some fun with World Malaria Day. You know what you can do? I know what we can do. We can kill a mosquito. That's how you celebrate World Malaria Day. Go out and find a mosquito and kill that son of a gun. I mean, especially if you're in, uh, if you're on the continent of Africa, just amazing the numbers uh, of malaria within these countries. Benin has 383.5 new cases per 1,000 people, and then it go, drops down. Now these countries, Nigeria starts at 306 and a half people for every thousand people get malaria. DRC, 318, Mozambique, Niger, Sierra Leone, Guinea, Central African Republic, Mali, Liberia, Burkina Faso, all between 306 and 383 cases per 1,000 people. That's incredible. No numbers on the Sudan, though. Oh, that's right. They're just People are just dropping over, getting killed in a war over there. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Nobody cares about malaria in Sudan anymore. <laughs> We've closed down the embassy. We don't care. Uh, we're just going to let Sudan run. They, the claims of all the U.S. citizens still there. I, I've been seeing headlines for the last uh, at least a month and maybe more of telling people, hey, you know, you ought to think about leaving Sudan. Now, since I'm not in Sudan and I've never been to Sudan, uh, I've only kind of flown over Sudan, uh, I, uh, I didn't care. <laughs> but there's a lot of people there. Uh, thousands of U.S. citizens are still there in Sudan. So if you're not already out of there, maybe you wanted to be there to begin with. I don't know. I don't know. But they are uh, evacuating people from that country as we speak. So they're not too concerned with malaria right now in Sudan. But even if you're in Sudan, you may want to celebrate World Malaria Day by killing a mosquito. Just our way here at Chewing the Fat of celebrating World Malaria Day. Kill a mosquito. Uh, so, uh, no one supports zoos more than this show, clearly. Uh, Chewing the Fat and myself, Jeff Fisher, no one supports zoos more than we do here. And uh, since I support zoos, I want to tell you about a job opportunity for you at a zoo. Uh, Blackpool Zoo, which is in uh, England. It's on a, it's a little seaside resort. It's uh, in uh, Lancashire, England. And it provides a home for over 1,350 animals from all over the world. It's a 32-acre zoo, okay? It's located uh, in that seaside resort of Blackpool, okay? And the zoo is beautiful. But they've got a problem at the old Blackpool Zoo, okay? The problem is uh, seagulls uh, attacking people and stealing their food. Man, seagulls are sky rats. <laughs> and they have been in any city that I've lived in that is by the shore, of an ocean seagulls are sky rats and you got to do something about it so uh, they have a problem at blackpool zoo uh, of all these seagulls coming in and stealing the visitors foods okay so they they've got a new job for people called seagull deterrence <laughs> 
I mean, nobody wants to shoot at them. Nobody wants to kill them. It's a zoo. We don't, the zoo isn't going to, you know, kill animals, even if it's humanely. They're not going to have somebody sitting outside <laughs> plucking the, the seagulls. Although I'm not opposed to that, and maybe that could be a fundraiser. Uh, maybe the zoo could have a fundraising opportunity for people to come and rent a 22 rifle and sit up there and shoot seagulls for a day. I'm not opposed to that. And the idea is yours, Blackpool Zoo. You can use it, no problem, at no charge from me as a zoo supporter. <laughs> Kill a seagull day at Blackpool Zoo. I'm not opposed to that. However, they don't want to do that right now. They want to hire people that they can call seagull deterrents. Uh, these seagulls are a nuisance now and they're trying to steal food from our visitors and our animal enclosures. So we need to do something about it and we need to have some deterrence. So they're looking for people who are visitor focused, friendly, energetic, and flexible. And I know that people are, you know, still kind of used to the seagulls stealing their foods, but, uh, no, we can't have that anymore. All right. Now, this is, I don't understand this at all, but it's funny to me. And I know it's just me, okay? <laughs> so it said here, sadly, they've got a problem with the seagulls in the town. So it says, sadly, and this is in the story, one seagull had to be put down in the town last week after the severely unwell bird was seen being dragged along on a leash. <laughs> so... I, it says in the story, a passerby intervened to rescue the bird, but it later had to be put to sleep. Oh, no. Oh, no. I want to know who was dragging it along on a leash. That's funny. Someone had a pet seagull? Or was the seagull so sick that it got caught on a rope or something and it was just kind of trying to drag itself along the sidewalk? I don't know. It doesn't say. <laughs> it just says that the unwell bird, severely unwell bird, was being dragged along on a leash. I would like to see a picture of that, please. Someone show me the unwell bird. And there it is, the video of the man in his 50s. He was arrested for being drunk and disorderly. <laughs> uh, he was subsequently released, though. And he's still being, uh, still being uh, it's under investigation. But uh, there's a photo of him dragging the seagull around on a leash. <laughs> now that is funny. Uh, he's got his pet seagull on a leash, and I guess the bird was unwell. So that's the problem, right? That was, it was. That <laughs> uh, is hilarious. Now, only to me, though. It's, it's just funny. It's a mean funny. Mean, mean, mean funny. Dragging that seagull around on a leash. I'm glad a passerby intervened to rescue the bird, but we still had to put it down because it was severely unwell. So if you want to be a seagull deterrent at the Blackwell Zoo, you can apply there. You get to wear a really cool uniform. Uh, it's a bird costume, and it's to scare off the seagulls. And man, does it look... <laughs> That's like a blow-up uh, mascot outfit. <laughs> uh, that would be your gig. That would be your gig to chase off the seagulls at Blackpool Zoo. That looks like a good gig. So if you are visitor-focused, friendly, energetic, and flexible, uh, we want you to join our visitor services team as a seagull 
deterrent. And so do I. So do I. And you can send me pictures of you in your outfit chewing the fat at theblaze.com email address. Or you can tag me in your uh, Twitter feed at JeffyJFR or my Facebook and Instagram feed Jeff Fisher Radio. I would love to see you in your costume scaring away the seagulls at Blackpool Zoo. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So I see a headline today about Richard Lewis, the comedian, and he's been on a lot of TV shows, and it says Richard Lewis shares Parkinson's disease diagnosis. Now, Richard is, I don't know, 75, 76 years old now. And it talks about how he was happy that he got it late in life. But in this article, it talks about what he's been going through the last few years. Amazing. Okay, so this guy, so on his Twitter feed, at uh, the Richard Lewis, no blue check mark, by the way, uh, he posts about a minute and a half video of what's been happening in his life. And it is incredible. I want you to hear this because when you think to yourself, man, I'm having a bad day. Uh, things aren't going my way. Uh, then remember, there's always Richard Lewis. Hey, it's Richard Lewis. How you doing? Hey, listen, I just wrapped a couple of weeks ago season 12 of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and it was just an amazing season, and I'm so grateful to be part of that show. But, you know, in the last three and a half years, I've had sort of a rocky time. And people have said, yeah, I haven't heard from you, and are you still Yeah, touring? where you been, Rich? Well, here's really what happened. Three and a half years ago, I was in the middle of a tour, and then I finally ended it with a show. I said, you know, I'm at the top of my game. After 50 years almost, I'm gonna just call it quits. And okay. I feel great about that. And then, out of the blue, the hit the fan. I had four surgeries, back to back to back to back. It was incredible. I mean, I couldn't believe, you know, it was bad luck, but it's life. You know, I had a back surgery, then I had a shoulder surgery, then I had a shoulder replacement surgery, and then I had, what was the other thing I had? Oh, I had oh, a yeah. hip replacement. Oh, yeah, that one. So, you know, there was months where I was just focusing on PT like I am now. And on top of all of that, two years ago, I started walking a little stiffly. I was shuffling my feet, and I went to a, a neurologist, and they gave me a brain scan. And I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and that was about two years ago. But luckily, I got got it late in life, and they say you progress very slowly, if at all, and I'm on the right meds, so I'm cool. So I guess I just wanted you to know that that's where it's been at. I'm, I'm finished with stand-up. I'm just focusing on writing and acting. Uh, I have Parkinson's disease, but I'm under a doctor's care, and everything is cool, and I love my wife. I love my little puppy dog, and I love all of my friends and my fans, and now you know where it's been at the last three and a half years. God bless you. Wow. So thank you, Richard Lewis. I was always a fan of Richard. I, I loved his work. I was trying to remember, had I, have I ever met him before? I couldn't remember if I ever met Richard before. I don't think I have. I may have met him once before, you know, in passing uh, at, uh, at, some, at some radio station over the years. But uh, anyway, uh, just, I was reading, I was like, holy crap. So he had back-to-back-to-back-to-back surgeries and a Parkinson's diagnosis so when you think to yourself man am i having a bad day well are you are you (laughs) 
Many of you will answer it. Yes. Yes, I am. I get that. So Morgan Wallen, the country star, uh, is being sued now uh, by, uh, by a fan and a fan who wants to turn it into a class action lawsuit. And it's a horrific thing that he did. Uh, he canceled the concert in Mississippi. That bastard. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. So he's being sued. It's a federal lawsuit uh, saying uh, Wallen uh, breach of contract and negligence. Oh, what was the problem? Well, he skipped out his Sunday performance in Oxford, Mississippi, claimed he lost his voice minutes before he was to take the stage. That really does suck. I mean, if I was, if I was going to be at that show, I'd be pissed. I'm with you on that. What's the, Brandy Burcham. I'm with you, Brandy, on that. I'd be pissed. I mean, they already, as they show the big uh, billboard, digital billboard at the event, people are already inside for the event. And ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, Morgan has lost his voice and is unable to perform tonight. Therefore, tonight's show has been canceled. Please make your way safely to the stadium exits. Refunds for tonight's event will be available at point of purchase. Okay, well, so Brandy is pissed because, A, she hasn't gotten her refund yet. And also, um, and they, they, they put that in the stadium and they put that on their social media accounts. And everybody would get, you know, their full refunds. However, like I said, she has not received her refund yet. Plus... That doesn't take into account out of the out-of-pocket expenses. If you have food, if you came to town, if you were going to spend the night, you got a hotel room, transportation, any other things that uh, you spent money on. All that does is uh, refund your money for your tickets. So she's hoping to make this a class action lawsuit so she can incorporate other fans impacted by Wallen canceling his show as part of a one-night-at-the-time global tour. <laughs> Uh, the judge is not certified to class action yet, but uh, we'll see if that happens. If kids are crying, uh, you know, they, of course people are upset. I get that. Uh, I don't know what else you could do. Do you bring someone else out and say, there you go. Uh, Morgan can't be here tonight, but Billy's going to play. Or here's Morgan's AI who's going to sing for you tonight. Would you, would you be pissed then too, or would you be happy? I don't know. I, I, you know, we've all had shows cancel. I have not had a show cancel uh, that night like that, but I have had a cancel. I've had it canceled the, you know, the night before. We were supposed to be going to a show, uh, like one night to go see a band, and uh, the night before they got thrown into jail in the previous city. <laughs> so we kind of figured, well, guess they're not going to be at our event tonight, and they were not. I was trying to remember who it was. I'm going through this list of uh, punk rock bands. I remember it was a punk rock band we were supposed to go see. And I can't remember the name of the band. But they got thrown in the... The Plasmatics! That's who it was. Wendy O. Williams. Yes! Because they were chainsawing guitars and blowing up equipment. We were supposed to go see Wendy O. and the Plasmatics. And they got thrown in jail the night before. <laughs> in Chicago or Wisconsin because they were coming to, uh, I think, Ann Arbor. I think we were supposed to see them at Ann Arbor. I don't remember. It was some stupid Michigan bar that we were supposed to see them at. Anyway, we never did. Very sad. Anyway, uh, you know, the <laughs> statute of limitations is long run out on that. I don't think I can sue the Plasmatics and Wendy O for breach of 
uh, contract and negligence for not showing up at their show. But Brandy wants to do that. Brandy Burcham wants to do that to Morgan Wallen for pulling the plug on his concert same night as the show. What's he supposed to do? He lost his voice. I, that's a that's a weird thing. I don't think that's I don't think you got any case there. However, I'm not an attorney. I only play one on the air. I started watching a show on Netflix. Uh, you know, we talk about shows all the time. Uh, shows that I got. I started watching a show uh, on Netflix that I thought, okay, I'll give it a shot. And it's actually pretty good. It's called The Diplomat. And it's with Carrie Russell. She is a an ambassador. And it's kind of loosely based on what's happening in the world today. They have an old kind of bumbling president who's supposed to be Joe Biden, but uh, isn't. And, you know, it's kind of like wrapped around the Biden administration now. Only Kerry is the ambassador who they have in mind to become the vice president only because she's someone who doesn't really want the job and she's so she's perfect for it according to the the insiders her husband and the chief of staff for the president and they try to cover up the old guy's uh, weaknesses that's really it's fascinating it's fascinating because a lot of it is what's happening or what we assume is happening in this administration today so it's called The Diplomat with Carrie Russell. And I, I like Carrie. She's been in a lot of really great stuff. And she's, I enjoy her. I, I enjoy her work. So if you have an opportunity, catch it. It's called The Diplomat on Netflix. I have not watched all of it yet. I'm like three or four episodes in. It's only an eight episode season one. If there's more seasons, I don't know. If it's just a one hit wonder, we give you eight episodes and move on, which is probably what it will be since it's loosely based around this administration. But uh, I do I just it was it's, so far. It's been fun. It's been fun to watch because it's definitely what we believe is happening behind the scenes in this administration and she's they're trying to get her ready to be vice president because they've got to get rid of this vice president this female this female vice president who they know they're going to have to get rid of because some news is going to come out that she took a bunch of money she diverted a bunch of money from some fund so they're they have to get somebody in line before the news breaks on this vice president huh huh and the old guy has got to run again. He's got to run again because he, you know, he wants to run again. And what is happening in today's world right now? Is the old president that's in office wanting to run again for another term? Huh, I think it is. Breaking news today. Who died today? Who died today? Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte. Mr. Pop Star. Mr. Smashing Racial Barriers in the 50s. And he became a major force in the civil rights movement. Harry Belafonte. Dead at the age of 96. He lived a long time. Uh, he passed away in, uh, in his Upper West Side Manhattan home. Uh, the cause was congestive heart failure, said his longtime spokesman. So, 
Harry Belafonte. Deo. Oh, man, that freaking song. And Jamaica Farewell, the album Calypso. Holy cow. The, the album Calypso reached the top of the Billboard album chart in 1956. Stayed there for 31 weeks. Coming just before the breakthrough of the king, Elvis Presley. And then it was uh, goodbye, Harry. Take care about uh, the king. There's a new sheriff in town and it's Elvis Aaron Presley. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Harry Belafonte, <laughs> uh, dead at the age of 96. I didn't have anything to do with this, although I wish I did. Uh, thieves have reportedly stole uh, about $104 million worth of gold bullion from a Canadian airport. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I guess the uh, Can Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the old RCMP, have been called in to help find out who was behind the robbery. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, the presser's medal was being moved through Toronto Pearson International Airport, which is the country's largest, and was being held in a secure facility on the site. Uh-huh, not really so secure, was it? So the, the uh, Pearson is where gold that has been mined in the country is frequently held before it's flown overseas. Almost half of the country's air cargo goes through that airport. Okay, uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police have been called in to help. Yeah, I guess, you know, when you're when you're in trouble, you want to call the old RCMP. <laughs> uh, it's about half of the Brinks Matt heist in England back in 1985. I don't think they've, they've I don't think they've found all the gold that uh, was stolen in the Brinks Matt heist. They've tried some people and arrested some people for that heist, uh, the Brinks Matt heist, but I don't think they've found all the gold on that, if I remember that story right. But according to Toronto Sun, police believe that the robbery was likely pulled off by a local organized criminal groups. Uh, you think? Uh, maybe that's why they had to call in the old RCMP. Because the local police are like, you know, this was probably a local organized criminal group. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Considering the size of the hall, it's likely a truck was used. Boy, that's some good detective work there. Huh? Crime gangs often look at ports and airports as easy targets as they have a lot of goods always going through them. Police believe criminal elements are active at Pearson Airport. Do you think? I mean, we need to, holy cow, no wonder they needed to call in the old RCMP because the local Toronto police, if you want to go do a crime, go do it in Toronto because they don't sound very bright. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, this could be a... Uh, serious gang, criminal organized groups could have stolen this $104 million worth of gold. You think it wasn't, wasn't just a homeless guy on the street? No, it was some organized criminals. <laughs> you know, whether the robbery was highly planned or an opportunist job. Yeah, it was an opportunist job. Hey, you know what? I just stumbled into this room and it looks like there's an awful lot of gold. Let me carry out $104 million worth of gold bullions. Don't mind me. <laughs> uh, okay, stop it. Stop it. So it's likely, so we don't now. The problem is they've got to try to find a way to get rid of it. All right, so they've got to either melt it down and add some other stuff. That's what they did with the Brinks Matt heist. Uh, they had the one guy that melted it down and put in some other... Uh, markers so they couldn't tell where the gold was from originally. Anyway, uh, you've got this going on. 
in Canada. And I just want to be clear, it wasn't me, okay? But uh, I wish it was. I wish it was. You wish you were a criminal, Jeff, uh, for $104 million worth of gold? Yeah, sure, let's give it a shot. All right, Toronto sounds like the city you want to go to if you want to, you know, have some uh, some robbery going on. I see where uh, Asheville, North Carolina, is in trouble, uh, and, and the reason is is because they had to defund the police movement in Asheville, North Carolina, and now the headlines are that the town is rocked by violence. Huh? The town is ro- Asheville. I love Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, the last time I was there, I I truly did. I love that city. And I could have lived, I almost, we tried to, at one point, I was thinking about moving to Asheville, North Carolina. If I could have gotten a job, I would have, if there was a radio station in Asheville that would have hired me, I would have, uh, I, I would be living there. But I remember going to one ra- one radio station and uh, I just walked in, you know, it was really cool. It was all by itself, a standalone radio station and it had the big glass square uh, blocks between the transmitter and the offices and it was all in one radio station it was so cool i would have loved to work at this place and i walked in i started talking to the guy and he started, she gave me a quick tour of the place and i was like yeah you know i'm thinking about thinking about coming here i'm living in tampa now but you know my wife and i are thinking about coming to Asheville, north carolina and he was and he's like well you want to come to north carolina for you're living in tampa florida you want to live here and that was then and i was like well you know it's just a move need to move and i was just thinking maybe you know do it do some shifts here at the station and he's like yeah sure uh we'd love to talk to you about that there was no chance there was no chance he was allowing me to come into that radio station (laughs) i knew that the moment he said yeah, sure. So anyway, uh, Ash- I love Asheville, North Carolina. So apparently the city of Asheville said they are now taking targeted steps to address the rising number of incidents affecting public safety with the initiative slated to begin May 1st. We're not going to start it right now. <laughs> okay, we're not going to start it right now. We, we've we got rising violent crime. Uh, we have a, we're just going to start a 60-day initiative to improve conditions in our downtown district amid the police staffing crisis. Yeah, well, maybe there you wouldn't have had a police staffing crisis had you not started your defund the police program. But that's just me. Uh, I think we're going to have this problem and we're seeing this problem all around America. So Asheville, a town of 90,000 people, uh, the crime, violent crime, has surged. Aggravated assaults rose almost 22%. Armed robberies increased by 20%. Wow. I mean, that's just not good. <laughs> and uh, the, new, the new initiative, which hasn't, it's not going to start right now. We're going to start that in a, you know, a little bit, 1st of May. Uh, I don't want anything to start right now. It's going to increase law enforcement presence downtown, including foot, bike, and vehicle patrols, and enhance security in parks. Authorities will also devote attention to keeping downtown clean by removing litter, needles, and biological waste. So it's like the Blue Ridge Mountains, the Smoky Mountains, San Francisco. It's the San Francisco of the Smoky Mountains. That's great. That's great. Nothing. So look at that sunset of the Great Smoky Mountains and just smell the smell the poop on the streets. Ugh. Just agonizing. But hey, good luck, Asheville. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. 
So, a lot of things happening in the great city and state of New York. So, we have the lawsuit, the civil lawsuit against President Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, uh, by writer E. Jean Carroll, her civil lawsuit, accusing President, former President Trump of raping her decades ago. Uh, that trial is scheduled to start today. They're picking the jury today. She made a renewed claim of defamation, citing Trump's statement on Truth Social from October. The suit alleges that Trump manhandled her, pulled down her tights, groped around her genitals, and raped her. <laughs> because of this, uh, she is unable to develop sexual relationships. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, that's great. So this happened, uh, and he defamed her in, uh, 2019. Now this happened at Bergdorf Goodman's, which I guess there were no witnesses. Uh, so Trump is like, yeah, uh, it's not true. And she's just fabricating all of this. Amazing that this case is still ongoing. She first sued Trump back in 2019, but the lawsuit has yet to go to trial. All right. So we'll see. This case actually happened, according to E. Jean Carroll, in late 1995 or early 1996 in a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room. Now I will say, uh, she was since she was so devastated and was unable to develop sexual relationships because he groped around her genitals and raped her. Uh, that's the reason why she probably couldn't remember exactly when it happened. Uh, you know, it happened somewhere, somewhere back in 95 and 96. Oh, uh, okay. Now Trump may not show up and, uh, they asked the judge, Hey, um, you know, since, uh, the jurors are going to be anonymous, we want to protect them from harassment. Uh huh. And other potentially unwanted publicity that might occur due to their involvement in the, in the trial. Uh, Trump's attorneys has said that he probably won't attend, but hey, judge, can you tell the jury, hey, he's not attending because he's saving New York City logistical and financial burdens of hosting the former president in court. The judge is like, man, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. So, all right. Well, then we'll just let the jury think that Trump doesn't care. And he really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, he probably does, I guess, but... He's, this is just another thing to try to shut him down. He can't go to jail. It's a civil case. So we shall see what happens with this case. I honestly, if you, I, it's very difficult for me to believe that this happened at Bergdorf Goodman's. Uh, and no one, there's no witnesses. No one else is just her word against his. Now, this is only because the second lawsuit was filed in November of 2022 because it's uh, alleging defamation and battery under the New York State's new Adult Survivors Act, which opened a one-year window in which people who say they were the survivors of sexual abuse as adults could sue even if the state's statute of limitations would otherwise bar their claims. So, all right, here we go. I wonder what will happen. And what makes me think that it's, you know, it's just a, another way to get at Donald Trump is that uh, the LinkedIn founder or the, yeah, he's the founder. He doesn't, I don't think he works for LinkedIn anymore. Reed Hoffman, the billionaire, is funding the whole thing. 
So Eugene, you just keep your case going against Don and uh, it'll all be good. Okay. All right. Good. All right. More news out of New York. I see where the New York governor, uh, who is great, by the way, Kathy Hochul. It's, a, it's one of the one of the top governors uh, in the world. As you know, as far as if you're thinking about worst governors, yeah, she's up there in the running. Um, she is now uh, floating a ban on all cigarette sales in the state. So not only menthols, because they've been working on a menthol ban. Uh, in New York, as well as a dollar per pack tax increase on all cigarettes sold in the state. The average price of a pack of cigarettes in New York State is $11.96. Wow. <laughs> and according in this article, by uh, out of reason, talks about I was charged 18 bucks a pack for cigarettes last week in Manhattan. Holy cow. I mean, when I was in New York, when I was working in Manhattan, Cigarettes, a pack of cigarettes was like, uh, 10 bucks, 10 or 11 bucks. That's, uh, peanuts to what they're doing today. So now they're looking at a menthol ban and now they're also looking at banning all cigarette sales in New York. Wow. Oh, wow. So, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, don't forget, uh, black smokers. Uh, are the ones who predominantly smoke menthol cigarettes at higher rates than white smokers. So they're uh, the main group that the ban is meant to help. Oh, that's so special. I never thinking of you. Man, if you want to talk about a way to make some black market money in New York, it's selling cigarettes without that tax stamp and uh, just selling them. You could sell you could sell five bucks a pack and make a fortune. Holy cow. Just, you're just setting up a black market that's amazing. And we also have uh, other news out of the great state of New York. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the New York Jets from the Green Bay Packers. That deal is done. Uh, congratulations. Everybody thought the deal was going to happen. It was going to happen probably this week before the draft, and that's exactly when it happened. The NFL draft is this week. Uh, I believe sponsored by Bud Light who, uh, you know, <laughs> I say that only because I see where another Bud Light marketing person was told, you know, maybe you ought to go. Yeah, Daniel Blake, who oversees marketing for Anheuser-Busch's mainstream brands, has been put on a leave of absence as well. <laughs> uh, Alyssa Hendershide was under him, really, at uh, at Budweiser. So she's on a leave. He's on a leave. We're kicking everybody out. Uh, all of you people that are overseeing our marketing hit the bricks. Okay. But I believe I was told, I saw the ads that uh, Bud Light was still going to sponsor the uh, NFL draft. So we've got that going for us. Anyway, congratulations to Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets. It will be fun to see how that works out. Because if you follow football, you know that uh, the Jets are primed for uh, being a really, really good team. And they are really expecting Aaron Rodgers to push them over the edge. Oh, and uh, overwhelming response to my uh, my asking if you wanted to have me keep the gunshot. I was thinking about whether when I'm talking about uh, the uh, Rust movie and uh, the person who's the producer and the lead actor in it, when I'm talking about that person uh, keeping the gunshot, because those have been the rules since uh, the first time uh, that we started hearing about the shooting where, on the Rust set in, uh, in New Mexico. 
And so overwhelming response from many of the listeners, you, the listener, uh, of Chewing the Fat. And uh, you reached out at ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com and on Twitter at JeffyJFR and on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, to keep the gunshot when talking about anything surrounding rust. So anytime we're talking about Rust, the movie, uh, and we talk about Alec, you will hear that. And if I mention Alec Baldwin, you will hear that. I mean, it's been voted on. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.